Welcome to the Navigating Cancer Together podcast. My name is Talea Dendi. I am a 10-year cancer thriver, cancer doula, and owner of On the Other Side. I use my experience to help others get on the other side of cancer. This podcast is about sharing stories, resources, and information about all things related to cancer and wellness. I interview guests from all walks of life who are living with cancer, caregivers, and those who made it on the other side. Also, I talk with organizations, healthcare professionals, and experts in the health and wellness spaces who offer complementary and integrative care. Join me. We are in this together. Hello, and welcome to Navigating Cancer Together. My name is Talea Dendi, and today our very special guest is Kim Becker. Kim is a motivational speaker and inspirational speaker, as well as an award-winning author of two books about beauty, cancer, and the amazing scope of the human spirit. Kim is a dynamic communicator with an incredible story of faith, hope, and service to others. She is also the co-founder of Hello Gorgeous of Hope, Inc. It's a nonprofit organization that restores the beauty that cancer steals. Kim has been a business owner and national educator for more than 30 years. Throughout her many experiences in the for-profit and nonprofit business worlds, Kim has become a businesswoman, fundraiser, event planner, educator, public speaker, podcast host, and the face of Hello Gorgeous. Kim received the Mom's Choice Award for her first book, Hello Gorgeous. It's a journey of faith, love, and hope. Kim received the 2011 Spirit of Women Award, the American Cancer Society 2004 Coaches versus Cancer Inspirational Award, and she received the prestigious George H.W. Bush Points of Light Award in 2015. And in 2019, Kim received the Shiro Award from Zeta Phi Beta Society. Wow, what an amazing career. Welcome, Kim. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Wonderful. And I am so excited to have you today. I just love all the work that you are doing to help women through one of the toughest times of their life. So Kim, why don't we get started? Please just tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> I covered a lot there. So just dive right in. Tell us more. So um, my dream, so it started years ago, um, I, my goal was to go to law school after I graduated from high school. And, you know, back when I graduated from high school, there was no 29 plan for, you know, college planning. So I said, if you wanted to go to college and the law school, I was on my own. So at the time I was working as a receptionist for a tanning salon, but it was a, a hair salon slash tanning salon. And the gals there said, you know, if you really want to go to college, what you should do is you should become a hairdresser. Because you could cut the hair of people on the floor, you could literally pay yourself all, you know, make your make enough money to get yourself through college and law school just by cutting hair. And so, and I never wanted to work at like a fast food restaurant or anything like that. So I thought, okay, that'd be great. 
So I decided to go to beauty school as a means to pay for my way to go through law school. And I got into beauty school and I absolutely loved it, never turned back. So I was dresser for 30 years, always knew that I wanted to open a salon. And um, when we started talking about it, my late husband and I, um, and he always knew that was my dream. And he had said, I have the perfect name for the salon. We should call the salon Hello Gorgeous. And I said, that's the stupidest name I've ever heard. I said, we shouldn't call the salon that. He goes, no, no, it's really great because every time you answer the phone, you get to say hello, gorgeous, and it would make people smile. And I said, that's stupid. We're not doing it. And so we, we opened a salon, but we named it Chavu, which meant here in French. And I loved owning the salon. I loved like three o'clock in the afternoon, like all the chairs would be filled and there was such this energy and this buzz and I absolutely loved it. But what I found was that there was just something missing in my heart. I didn't know what it was, but I couldn't put my finger on it, but there was just something that was missing. And Mike and I would have these conversations on a regular basis. I would say things like, I know there's something more we should be doing. I know there's something more that we're built for, but I don't know what it is. And, um, and so through these conversations, I thought it was the salon. So I always thought that it was something we needed to do. So we had about a thousand square feet. And every year, about the first of the year, we would remodel. So we went from two hair stations to four. We had four tanning beds. We'd pull out a tanning bed. We'd add a nail area or an aesthetics area. And finally, we pulled everything out and just went with hair stations. And then uh, the, that emptiness was still here. There was just something that was missing. I thought, well, maybe the salon needs to be bigger. So we went from 1,000 square feet to 3,000 square feet with 17 stylists, a massage therapist, receptionist, the whole nine yards. And yet there was still something that was missing. And so I thought, well, maybe it's me. Maybe I need to work on me. So I started training at all of these extravagant trainings. One of the dreams that I had was to study at Vidal Sassoon in London. And so I did that. And that emptiness was still there. So we were um, on a ride back from Indianapolis. We were about three hours north of Indy. And our son was three years old at the time. And we were having this conversation about, I know there's something more we should be doing. I know there's something more that God's meant for us. And all of a sudden, it fell on my heart. And I looked at Mike and I said, I know what we need to do. I said, we need to have this mobile day spa that caters to cancer patients. This beautiful, elegant palace on wheels that'll show up just a few feet from her door and make her feel like a queen for a day during a time where she doesn't feel very special. And, you know, if anybody, you, any listener, know what it's like to own a salon or any business, people think that, you know, you make $5,000 in a day and you take all that money and you put it in your pocket. You live this very extravagant lifestyle. And that couldn't be further from the truth. Because just about the time you get a little money built up, something goes wrong. The water heater would go out. The furnace needed to be replaced. All, something would happen. And so it ended up that I'm pitching this idea to him, telling him about this mobile day spa to help women with cancer patients. And he's all about it until I look at him and I say, you know what, we're going to do it for free. And I want all the color run out of his face. And he looked at me and goes, how are we going to do this? How are we going to do this for free? And I said, I don't know. I just know this is what we're supposed to do. So he stopped being the supportive husband that he was. He stopped at books a million and he bought me every book he could find on free money for women and grant writing for dummies and grant writing for women. And he gets back in the car and I'm laying all of this out. I'm so excited. I'm telling him all. And I watched his ears slam shut. He didn't want to have this conversation because he just doesn't know how we can do this and survive. Mm, So 10 years had passed from to this point to when he originally when we'd opened the salon. And so our son had woken up from his nap. We went to like a McDonald's play area. And as we're walking into the McDonald's play area, I grabbed a hold of Mike's arm and I said, you know what, Mike, this is supposed to be called Hello Gorgeous. Mm -hmm. I said, never meant to be called Hello Gorgeous. This is supposed to be called Hello Gorgeous. Because when these women feel the way that they do, that's how they deserve to be greeted. 
So for six months after that, he really, every time I brought the subject up, he'd change the subject. He wouldn't, he wouldn't talk to me about it. Didn't want to, didn't want to hear about it. And I remember it was probably, oh, maybe a year or so after we started, we just both realized that this was the best job that we could have ever had. And that just more than we ever could have changed them. And so I'm happy to say that um, in February, we'll celebrate 16 years in existence. And um, I have the best job in the whole world. And so um, it's just amazing. But what the, the program has evolved. So the original mm-hmm. program was just that these women would be nominated. Women battling cancer would be nominated by family and friends. And we would show up at, unannounced with candy and flowers, roll out a red carpet, greet her with a great big hello gorgeous and then treat her to a makeover manicure pedicure facial she needed a wig we provided one if she's ready for cut and color we did that we'd work with a clothier then to get her a new outfit and then plan a big reveal party for her afterwards so that she could show off her new look to her family and friends and so they um it was just it's been an amazing an amazing journey but i have to tell you this is all a calling for me this is something mm-hmm. God asked me to do, and I said, okay, because there, there's no way that I would have ever thought of anything by myself like this, ever, ever. Wow. Wonderful. Thank you for everything that you do. That is a very wonderful story. I, first of all, I just want to congratulate you on almost 16 years in offering this service because so many women need this. And cancer of any kind is tough, but just think about all the different ways that breast cancer impacts a woman. You know, a lot of times women feel like a part of them, their womanhood is being taken away if they have to have surgery to remove their breast. And so just having something like this that can help them to feel better, to feel a little more whole and help them to work on healing themselves. It's, it's so critical. And I'm so glad that you've been doing this as long as you have, you figured out a way to make this work. Now, Kim, for the listeners out there, you touched on this a bit, but please walk us through the process. How can a woman, you know, get this service? Can she go to your website and sign up? How does that work? So yes, if you go to the website, there's a button that says nominate. So, so through COVID, we've had to evolve a little bit. And so when we started the, the business or the nonprofit 15 years ago, it was simply just the makeovers. So as I said, a woman has to be nominated with, by a family or friend because we work with them because it has to be a surprise. So what we found is that women are selfless, right? So if I say to a woman, hey, come with me, I'm going to take you for a pedicure or a manicure. The first thing they'll do is say, no, you know what, take my mom because my mom's taking me to every chemotherapy or take my daughter because my daughter's watched me go through this. So if we told a woman, we're going to take you for a day of beauty, they would deflect it. So it has to be a nomination process. And we have to work then with the loved ones to get clothing sizes, to gather the loved ones for the big reveal party when all of that happens. Well, when the world shut down a year ago, we had to pivot. Um, the, you know, we worked with, so what we did was we have a salon affiliate program. What we found is a lot of the basis of our, um, our program is on education. So when, what I found was 
when women are diagnosed with cancer and they go to a salon to have salon services done, I was never taught in beauty school how to care for somebody with a compromised immune system. Mm-hmm. There are things that you can and can't do on a woman battling cancer that you could do on a regular client that would walk into a salon. And so we decided that we would, we wanted to expand, you know, in 2019, there were, I believe there were more than 800,000 women that were diagnosed with cancer in the United States. And that didn't include the women that were diagnosed the year before they continued to go through treatment. Yes. So we developed this program, giving the Hello Gorgeous experience. But then what we wanted to do was to expand it. How can we help more women in more communities? So we developed a salon affiliate program where we go in and we train salons how to create the Hello Gorgeous experience on women in their community. And so they became the face of Hello Gorgeous in their community. But it was a training that I had to do. So when we first started offering these um, makeovers, a woman would come in, you know, we'd offer to give her a pedicure or a manicure. And she would just say, you, I, you know, I really love to, but my doctor said, I can't have a pedicure and a manicure. Mm-hmm. And so, why? Why is the doctor telling you you can't have these done? I don't know. They just said, I can't have this done. So then I would go through and I would say, okay, so I went back to the doctors and the nurses. And I said, why are you telling these women that they can't have these services done? This is when they need a little TLC. This is when they need a little pampering. And it all came out to risk, the risk mm-hmm. of an and the risk of a fungus, the risk of, and so what we did was I developed a program that combats all of those risks. So mm-hmm. everything that's used on her is disposable. It's used on her and then it's given to her, it's thrown away. So the pedicure bath has a disposable liner. The manicure bowl has a disposable liner. All the makeups that's, that's used on her is all brand new. Um, the fingernail polish, I can't get somebody to tell me that if I use a bottle of fingernail polish on me and I have a fungus and I use it on you, that there's enough in that, enough, um, uh, whatever you call them, chemicals, I guess, to mm-hmm. come, that I couldn't transfer it from one person to another. So everything is brand new, the base coat, the top coat, the color, all the makeup, all the skincare, everything is brand new. Then what happens is, is that then we give her all of that product that you used that day so that she can reproduce the, the look the next day. So it's a lot on education. We mm-hmm. keep herself safe. And then we educate her how to reproduce the look. So the keeping herself safe, you think about, you know, if, if I have a jar of moisturizer, I don't think twice about putting my finger in the jar and then applying it to my face. But when you're going through cancer treatment and you've got a compromised immune system, you put that finger in that jar and then apply it to your face and then put that finger back in there again. Any of the bacteria or germs that's on your fingers now in the jar. Now all of a sudden you're going to tighten that top in the jar and all of that's going to be locked in there. So we teach them how to dispense that with a spatula or a, um, you know, a Q-tip or something like that so that they can keep themselves safe as they go through this. Now, so you, for the, for the in-person makeover, you need to be nominated. But as I said, when COVID hit everything shut down, we needed to find a way to continue to serve these women. You know, COVID just came, took a front seat, but cancer was still very much there. Even Mm -hmm. though the pandemic, women were still being diagnosed with cancer. So what we did was we developed a virtual makeover. Uh-huh. So this anybody can sign up for. You don't have to be nominated for it. And a woman can go to the website and she can sign up for a virtual makeover. She gets a box in the mail, a red box. And in that is like $450 worth of product. And then there's on-demand video or a live session where we walk her through step-by-step how to use each one of those products in there. How to correctly put on your moisturizer. How to apply a full face makeup. 
how to dry your eyebrows on, how to counteract the effects of your steroids, whatever those look like, right? We talk about hair, we talk about wigs, we talk about nails, we talk about skincare, all of those things that happen and you can do it in the comfort of your own home. And all the while we're talking about education and how to make sure that she can keep herself safe. So you can either do the in-person makeover um, which we're slowly getting back to, to basics and, and starting to open up our salon fluids again. Or you can do the virtual makeover, which is done in the comfort of your own home, where you can remain safe. Wonderful. And you have covered a lot. You've covered safety. You've covered reproducing the look. And I'm so glad that you've taken into consideration the compromised immune systems, um, because that is a huge thing. You know, and that's something that we take for granted if we've never had to deal with the effects of cancer treatment. So, you know, someone who has never been impacted by cancer, they're not going to think twice about, you know, reusing some nail polish. And so I really love that you've taken all of those precautions into consideration. That's very important. One thing I do want to um, circle back around to, you have your affiliate salons. Are they in one central area, like one particular state, or are they national affiliate salons? So that was our goal. My late husband and I had always decided that we'd start in South Bend, and then we'd go like a two-hour radius, and then a four-hour radius, and then a six-hour radius from where we live. You know, God has a different plan for that. So you go yeah. where the passion is. So we are nationwide. We've got affiliates in California and Maryland. So we go across the states. Right now, before COVID, we had 33 affiliates in 15 states. And so um, my goal is to put two affiliate salons in every city of the United States. And there's 19,355 cities. So that would give 40,000 affiliates um, that could take care of these women that they, they agree to do a makeover once a month on a woman battling cancer in their community. And so that's our goal. And, and then with the program, right, we can take it global because there are women with cancer in salons all over the world. And so we would be able to help women on a much larger scale as well with the program that we've developed. I love that. Yes, that is so exciting. And I just, I wanted to ask that question for the listeners, just so that people don't feel like, you know, if I'm not in the West Bend area, I can't get this amazing service. So I love it. And I really believe too, that it can, and it will be global. So keep up, keep doing what you're doing, Kim. It's, I promise. it's just, and you know, I want to circle back to this, to this too, because I even just hearing hello gorgeous even in your correspondence you started with hello gorgeous and that just kind of did something to me inside like wow it does make you feel good and so imagine picking up the phone and someone greets you hello gorgeous like it just puts a smile on your face so I'm so glad you went with the name <laughs> you know it's funny because we used to have a, a pretty big event uh, one of our fundraisers and it was a, an event for women, but we had gentlemen that would come and escort the women to their tables, to their seats. And, and they were kind of in a, um, it was a, a fun, prestigious kind of thing. And the men would always open the door and greet the women with, hello, gorgeous. And then, you know, then the, the women would come in. And so you can't imagine the number of women that would be greeted with, hello, gorgeous. And then they would walk, they would, I'll be right back. And they'd walk out the door and then come back in again because they're like, it's been a long time since I've been called gorgeous. Or it's been, you know, I've never been greeted with hello gorgeous. And so 
you know, we have shirts that say hello gorgeous on them. And it just, you know, my late husband's goal was, you know, his whole thing was when you say hello gorgeous, it'll make people smile. And it really does, whether it's in a correspondence or whatever. So, so I will share this with you. Um, my husband passed away four years ago and um, he, I lost him to septic shock. He'd been sick for a really long time and um, it, it was unexpected. It, it, he always seemed to have nine lives. And so when they, they just got an infection that they couldn't get a hold of. And so um, I lost him in 2017. But um, because Hello Gorgeous was his idea, when I designed his headstone, I actually put the logo on the headstone that says Hello Gorgeous. Because I thought, you know, again, he gets to continue to make that impact on people. Hopefully when they read that, they smile in a place that they don't normally smile, you know, in a cemetery, you're obviously there for a reason, but I had to be a part of who he was, um, because it truly was his idea to just start that and have the impact on the women that, that we greet. Wow. I'm, I'm sorry to hear about the loss of your husband. That's never easy, but what a great way to remember someone. Yes. You, th you think of that person and you can't help but smile and know that he was and still is a part of your journey. Yes. Yes. His favorite Bible verse was Psalms 139, 14. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And I had a logo designed um, with his initials in the middle of it. It's kind of a Celtic kind of design. And then around the outside of it, it says, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And so the salon affiliate program when we go in and train a salon how to create the Hello Gorgeous experience, we give them all these black t-shirts that have the Hello Gorgeous logo on it. And because Mike absolutely loved the, the um, affiliate program, we put that on the back. And it was, I remember doing a training for like a hundred and some new stylists. And, you know, I was a little nervous about that because you don't know where people's religious beliefs are. And I never wanted to, you know, to, um, push my faith on anybody, right? So I brought mm -hmm. both. I brought shirts that had the Hello Michael logo on it and shirts that didn't, nobody wanted the shirt without the logo on it. Like they right. loved that. My, and I explained to them what that was. This is in honor of my late husband. He absolutely loved the affiliate program. You know, this was his favorite Bible verse. And so I'm just, I'm really grateful that, that we've kept Mike a part of this. And the people that will say things like, boy, I didn't know Mike, but I really wished I could have met him. You know, so- him enough um, and the legacy that he's left. And it's just a true testament to his life and the life that he lived. That's for sure. And, you know, just to have that level of support from your husband, you know, is just, it's hard to find at times because a lot of people are afraid of taking those kinds of risks and taking on something so big. So just having your husband's support in itself is a blessing. I also yep. want to touch on that scripture. That scripture spoke to me and still speaks to me. I created a healing journal on my cancer journey, and that's one of the scriptures in there. So I'm so happy that you have that on your shirts. That's awesome. Yes. Well, and I'm sitting here, I'm in my office right now, and I'm looking at a big wall in our office. And it's, I mean, the letters must be between 12 and 18 inches tall. And that's, that's what I'm looking at right now. It says I am fearfully and wonderfully made. So we actually have that as part of our, as part of our journey as well, just to be a constant reminder that God created us all, right? And things yeah. happen for us, not to us. And so I'm sure that during your cancer journey, right, if you constantly reminded yourself that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, 
that that's something you can grab a hold of that you know that God's right there with you and that you you don't understand why you're walking through this but he has a purpose for it and so there are many times where I've had to grab a hold of that scripture myself and just hang on to it because let me tell you you know we were married for nine years I didn't have my son until I was 35 I certainly didn't want to be a 50 year old widow that was raising a teenager on my own as I guided him through high school, as well as keeping a national nonprofit up and going on my own. And so there were many times where that I had to constantly remind myself, look, there is a purpose in that. God has a plan. This is happening for me, not to me. And so I would gravitate to that scripture on a regular basis. So that's really cool to know that that was something that spoke to you as well. Absolutely. And it's so powerful. And it can just shift. If you just read it, it can shift your perspective on things. And so that's a great scripture to have everywhere in everything that you're doing, because it speaks to the beautiful work that you're doing. So perfect. Let's segue now to your books. What inspired you to write your books? So I'll never forget um, our first book um, was a story of the women that we served um, and had an opportunity to give makeovers to. And I remember um, I woke Mike up at three o'clock in the morning, four morning, and I'm like, Mike, Mike, we have to write a book. And he looked at me, and he said, do we have to do it right now? And I said, no, we don't have to do it right now, but we need to write a book. I said, I get the opportunity to meet some incredibly amazing women. Their stories are so inspirational. But I said, if I die tomorrow, all those stories come with me. And I can't have that. I said, I want other people to get to know the women that, that I've gotten to know. And so that's what we did was we approached women that we had done makeovers on, asked them to share their cancer journey, what it meant for them to have a makeover. But the biggest part for me was where are they now? right? So you see her bald and getting a manicure, and then here's a six-month update, right? Or an eight-month update. Now you see her, her hair's growing back, life's returning to normal. And to me, that was the true inspiration piece of all of that, right? Was for, yes. It's just for a blip. It's just for a moment. It doesn't, it's not like this forever. I think people needed to see, especially if you were newly diagnosed, that here's where the other, there is another side to it. You'll, you'll get through this. You'll be okay. Mm -hmm. And so that was the inspiration for the first book. The second book came because my sister was diagnosed with a very rare form of cervical cancer mm -hmm. and to her cancer treatments with her, her chemotherapy. And um, I remember having to reassure myself as I sat there, I thought it'll be okay. You know what? We can get Tina through this. It'll be fine. You know, we can get, I've got all the knowledge, you know, I can show her all the things that I know how to do. We'll be okay. And as I sat there and I looked around the room at all these other women that were going through their chemotherapy, knowing that their stylist didn't have the information because I was never taught this in beauty school, and more than likely they didn't have a sister that had the information that I did, is when I realized, you know what, I need to write another book. And so that's when we wrote, I promised to put my lipstick on when I get there. It's the red carpet guide to staying gorgeous through your cancer treatment. So it's mm -hmm. like what to expect when you're expecting, but for someone going through cancer. So it shows you how to dry your eyebrows on, right? It shows you scarf tying techniques. It shows you how to put your wig on. It shows you how to make sure that you are, how to, how to wash your wig, like all the things that, that you don't know how to do. And in the back, there's a DVD with 10 easy videos because I understand chemo brain. So sometimes when you're reading something, you just can't get it. It doesn't work through the way you need it to work through. So we did 10 videos 
that kind of explains some of the more important things that are in there too. But that was the inspiration for the second book. Wow. And you know, both are so important because you touched on all the things that we don't know how to do. If you decide to wear a wig and you've never worn wigs before, how do you put it on so that you it looks right? <laughs> you know, that's not something that, you know, comes naturally to most people. Even tying scarves, I've gotten questions from women also, well, how do I tie my scarf to make it look fashionable or to make it look nice? So that is great that you thought about all these things and you've made it, created it in a way where it's easy to digest. Yes. So Kim, I have to ask, where can people find these books? So you can go to our website, which is hellogorgeous.org. And um, there's a tab there that says, it, I think it says books, and we've got them in hard copy that we can mail them to you. Or what I love is we did them digitally. And so you can go on there and you can download a digital copy right away. Amazon also has the book as well. Um, and there, um, that one, that there's a link in there so that the, the videos that I talk about that are in DVD in the paperback, mm -hmm. if you get to those section on eyebrows, and if you've got it on your Kindle, you touch that um, prompt and it'll take you to the video and show you how to draw your eyebrows on. If you're in the scarf tying technique, it'll take you to the video that I show three or four different scarf tying techniques. So you can, that's available on Amazon. All right. That's wonderful, listeners. If, if you're in need of this instruction, go to Amazon or go to Kim's website, Hello Gorgeous, and uh, get your copy. The other question I have for you, Kim, I know that you've done tons of makeovers. What has been your favorite makeover? You know, I have to say that one of my favorite makeovers that we did was actually on my sister. Um, she and we had to be really sneaky because of the fact that she knew all my secrets. She had some of the makeovers that we had done. And so, you know, you can't have a sister that's going through cancer and then not give her a makeover. And right. so- we did, we had a mobile day spa, so we did get the mobile day spa, so we had a mobile day spa, we drove it down to, we camped at a Jellystone, and uh, we worked with the people that were in charge of the campground, they had a big lot owners meeting that day, and we worked with them to be a part of that meeting, and so she was there thinking that she was there because they, they were a lot owner, and what happened was she was in the meeting, and we burst into the meeting Great big hello, gorgeous, kidnapped her out of there, took her for um, a makeover in the bus that was on property, and then ended up going and doing a big reveal for her afterwards. So that I have to say that was one of my favorites um, because we had to be really, really, really sneaky and really surprise her because she knew all my secrets. So yeah. That's nice. And how did she respond? You know, it was fun. She cried. She didn't know that mm -hmm. she did that. She couldn't believe because we so where they were at was about an hour away from our hometown. So it wasn't even like it was something that was simple. You know, we could have made it a lot easier, right? Had we done it at home, and but we wanted to make it a big deal for her. So she, it was really interesting to watch her because even though we were able to guide her through, having her feel that special for that day, that three hours where we pampered her, you know, worked with a clothier, they brought all these clothes that were all her size, um, it, I just think that it meant more to her, I think, because she knew all the ins and outs, but the fact that we were able to surprise her. And, and I think that it's like most people, you don't even realize what you need. 
Yes. So, you know, we had given her some of those hints and tips. She really needed that little bit of a vacation, that three-hour time span there to be able to really feel like she was something special. That's right. And, you know, from time to time, who doesn't want to feel special, right. especially when you, you're going through your cancer journey and there's a lot of tough days. Yes. And it's really hard to, you know, feel special or feel beautiful when you see your appearance changing. So I'm happy that you were able to do that for your sister. And um, of course, it was a great outcome. So what a blessing. Yep. Yep. And she's doing great. Actually, she's been cancer free for seven years now. And so I'm so, so, so very grateful. And um, you know, just to have her here and still tell her story. And so um, it you just, you learn a lot. You learn a lot. Mm-hmm. When I, I said in the first book, um, I, I had a little thing, you know, it was a journey of faith, love, and hope. So the faith was the piece that we told the story of how God called us to do this. The love was the love we have for all of the women. And my hope was that I never had to use the information that I had learned on any of my sisters. Mm-hmm. And so I had to. Um, I was grateful that I had the information that I did so that um, I could guide her through that. But I'm also grateful that she's still here so that we can still tell her story and share the inspiration that she was to me and so many other women as she walked that as she walked that journey. And stories are so important. And just being able to see, like you said earlier, especially for people who are just starting out, And they're able to see someone who's been through something similar and what they look like now, or just being able to see that they're still here is, is very inspirational and it provides so much hope and encouragement. Yes, I agree. And you are such a blessing to your sister and all the women that you serve. I want to ask you, Kim, you provide a lot. There's a lot that goes into the work that you do, the makeup, the wigs, the clothes, you know, traveling, all of these different things. How do you pay for these services? Do you have to do a lot of fundraising? Do you have any fundraisers coming up where people can support you? So we do, we have a couple of um, fundraisers that we do every year as a corporation. And each of our affiliates that become a part of our Hello Gorgeous program, we ask that they do two fundraisers a year. So a portion of the proceeds stays with them and another portion comes back to us because it doesn't cost the salon anything to be a part of our program. But I also wanted it to be, you know, I was a salon owner for 10 years and I never wanted a salon to say, uh, do I pay an electric bill or do I buy an outfit for a woman battling cancer? Right. Mm-hmm monies to be there so that they could readily provide this. So um, of course, we always look for financial donations and support. And my thing is, is we need to bring money in so that we can continue to provide these services for free. Um, My would always say these women have paid enough. And so we really want to make sure that she doesn't have to pay for anything so that we can we can take care of her to the best of our ability. Now, I will say that the virtual makeovers, there is a cost to those. And I think it's like $35. Um, at the time of this recording, and Mm -hmm. this covers the shipping and handling of the product to get to her. Um, Mm -hmm. Love to be able to partner with 
a big pharmaceutical company or somebody that would be able to just give us a large donation so that we could cover the costs of those virtual makeovers as well, so that we can help as many women as we absolutely possibly can. So that's great. And I can't say it enough how important it is that you're able to do this and that you continue to do this. So listeners, if you know, you're able and would like to support Hello Gorgeous, uh, feel free to do that. So Kim, thank you so much for sharing all of the information about Hello Gorgeous, educating us about the ins and outs of what goes into the work that you do. Before we end, I'd like to ask my guests these two questions. The first one is, what is something that you've learned in life that you would like to share with the listeners? I have learned that life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. And I think that if everybody would take that on, um, I things happen. Um, you know, Mike was sick for a really long time and, and we still continued to do the work that we did. Um, we could have very easily given up. We could have very easily dissolved the nonprofit, but we chose to always find a way to work around because even though he, him being in the hospital was an inconvenience, we knew that there were still women that we needed to help. And so attitude is everything. It really is. We, we tried to look at it. Life is that it is what it is. It's not worse than it is. And that it truly is. It's how you react to the things that happen to you, whether it's a death, whether it's a, um, whether it's a diagnosis. I remember I really impressed this on my son after my husband passed away, telling him the same thing. Look, life is 10% what happens to you, 90% how you react to it. You know, your dad would have rather been here with us, but he's not. And so we have to react in a way that he would want us to react. And so you react positively as you move forward. But, you know, we get a choice. We get a choice on how we react to the to the situations that happen to us. You can either, Joyce Meyer always used to say, you can either be bitter or better. It's up to you. <laughs> yeah, that's you so know? true. Yes. Mm -hmm. Great advice. Great advice. And Kim, what's next for you and Hello Gorgeous? Well, um, I'm hoping um, we're doing some new online things where I created some online trainings. Again, we realize how important education is. I, I said that it's the doctor's job to cure your cancer. It's my job to make sure you look really good going through it. <laughs> so we've created some online courses so that a woman that maybe wouldn't want the in-person makeover, wouldn't even want the virtual makeover, she's got the opportunity to have the education that she needs on those kind of things, how to, how to take care of your wig, when will your hair fall out, what happens when your hair grows back, because it's not always the same. And so to really focus on the education, as well as an online membership site, because we found that there are a lot of women that want that support that don't have the support at home, because people don't know what to say, so they say nothing and stay away. So yeah. we build this community of women that can support one another, things that they found that have helped them. So we're working hard to develop this online membership site where we can create this community where women can come and they can feel safe, but yet get the information and the education that they need to successfully guide them through their journey of cancer. I think that is a next, a great next step because everything's virtual. And like you said, there are women who may not even wear makeup, but then when it comes to a point in her life where her appearance has changed so drastically, she may want to start 
but she's like, well, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> and so being able to come to your site and get that education is so important because in a way she's working on herself. She's taking that time for herself to, to learn that skill set. So we, wonderful. You know, we say that what we want to do is we want to help women with cancer smile when they look in the mirror. That's really what I want. And so the, the whole online membership is all about SMILE. I did an acronym. So it's support, motivate, instruct, leverage, and embrace your cancer journey. So what I love to be able to say is, right, you start up here where you need that support, and then we're going to motivate you, and then we're going to instruct you, right? And so just about the time when you get into that dip of cancer, right? So you, you, know, you, you do well, but it, those... Um, treatments are cumulative, so sometimes it mm -hmm. a little worse as time goes on. So support, motivate, instruct. Then when we're getting ready to come out of it, right? We're going to help you leverage, and then we're going to help you embrace your cancer journey. And so a lot of times, what happens is is that people find it's a new normal, right? Things are going to change, and mm -hmm. and same person you can't go through something as drastic as cancer and be that same person so how can we help you embrace that new normal that you have to make you the best version of yourself going forward so i love the idea of helping women smile as they as they look in the mirror um, no matter what they're facing that's right look in the mirror and smile i love that kim if people have questions they want to get in touch with you you mentioned your website earlier. Are there any social media platforms where they can find you and Hello Gorgeous? Yes, we are on all the socials. So we have um, a Hello Gorgeous Facebook page. We're on Instagram. Um, you can, we've got a YouTube channel and there are some really good instructional videos there. When you go to our website, hellogorgeous.org, there is a free resources tab. So we've got some different videos and a blog and different things like that to kind of help support you as you walk your cancer journey. And if you have any questions or anything I can help you with, you can, you feel, feel free to email me at um, kbecker at hellogorgeous.org. And I too have a podcast, which I'm going to <laughs> going to be a, a guest in a few weeks so I'm very excited to have you as a guest on my podcast <laughs> the work that you do so thank you Kim I appreciate that and I so enjoyed our conversation I appreciate your time and listeners if it's not you but someone you know please share this information because as Kim mentioned there are a lot of great free resources that can help you or a friend or a loved one who is going through this tough time in their life. And I swear that sharing information is so critical. It doesn't cost a thing. Let's share information with each other, educate each other and lift each other up. And that's what's so needed at this time in someone's life. Kim, I wanna thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I, I'm honored to be a guest on your show. Thank you, Kim. It's been a pleasure. Before we end today, I want to give a shout out to the listeners. Thank you for joining us. That's it for this Wednesday. And let's keep navigating cancer together. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of Navigating Cancer Together. I hope you enjoyed it please be sure to subscribe. And if you appreciate the show, drop a positive rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. For notes from the show, visit ontheotherside.life and check out the podcast section. 
After you check out the show notes, head over to my gift shop and show yourself or someone special in your life some love with gifts of encouragement, hope, and positive affirmations. I would love it if you joined us for the next episode. Talk to you soon. Thank you.